The view, stunning. The landscape, foreboding. Your drive through the Peak District is certainly impressive. But you're not here to admire the countryside. You're here to visit an important institution. When the last little village fades from view, you turn up a dirt track. Half a mile of bumpy road before you reach the metal gates. As they start to creak open, you read the sign ahead. Welcome to the Northwest Footwear Database. Please remove your socks and shoes. For the first time, you drove to the facility without wearing any shoes. This saved you valuable time debooting in the car park. Since external footwear is not allowed anywhere on site, you wonder if the staff of the NWFD own fewer shoes than the average UK citizen. This, you decide, is probable. How funny then that their lives are consumed by them. Gwen is on reception. She's made the desk her own, attaching tassels to every surface. They're plaited from leftover shoelaces, and it's all very colourful. Jamil is waiting for you. He tells you that you're both going on a special tour. He's very excited. This must be related to Zoya's promise on your last visit. The pair of you are to meet her outside the director's office. You have your sunglasses to hand. As you walk down the corridors with Jamil, you ask him how he's settling in. He's still fairly new to the NWFD. He was unnerved by the security incident during your previous visit, but he says he is enjoying the work. There is a particularly juicy police project he's assigned to, involving a pair of platform shoes and a death at a karaoke bar in Salford. Jamil's hair is now long enough to be gathered in a ponytail. You note that it's tied together with one of Gwen's shoelace braids. You will monitor correspondence between the pair of them. Through to the officers. Bex has baked jam biscuits today. She even made the jam herself. You know Bex's ex-girlfriend taught her her baking skills. Their relationship blossomed over sweet treats and punnets of fruit. But the relationship couldn't last. Bex needed to focus on her mission of infiltration and Bex's ex was flat-footed. You understand the NWFD is a tough place to work when single. Since shoes come in pairs, one's loneliness is heightened as a result. You remember Benjamin Clandestine explaining this theory to you in one of his letters. And still you failed to reach out to him. You can't think about that now. Here you are outside the director's office. The director won't be in. The director is never in. The director is currently in Alaska. Zoya, second in command of the NWFD, stands outside the office, jangling a bunch of keys like a jailer. She wears a curious smile. Without saying a word, she unlocks the director's door and ushers you inside. The room looks like it hasn't been updated since Victorian times. Back in the day, 
This was the office of Prudence Peel, the founder of the Northwest Footwear Database. Mahogany bookcases bulge with leather volumes of shoe encyclopedias. An antique globe stands to one corner, with tiny footprints depicting travel routes marked all over it. Zoya walks past a battered armchair and presses a lever on a large desk. After a satisfying click, one of the bookcases swings open, revealing a dark corridor. Zoya explains that she's about to show both you and Jamil the restricted section of the database. You saw the shuttered corridors in the archive hall on your first day here. That was one entrance. This is another. The passage is curiously lit by flaming torches. Zoya tells you the fire purifies the air. If the director's office felt Victorian, this walkway feels positively medieval. It is as though you are descending back through time with every step. You arrive at the experimental footwear chamber. You're told that this is where the stranger shoes are kept. You're not surprised about the number of volatile trainers and sharpened stilettos that are found at crime scenes. These are dangerous times. Sometimes the less stable shoes are transferred to dust, the Department of Uncanny Science and Technology. It's a small government facility in Manchester, hidden underneath the bus interchange at Piccadilly Gardens. You spy some high-level ocular assessors with glowing boxes in the distance. Their green hair goes well with the shimmers of neon. Jamil is delighted by the wonders on display. Zoya tells him to report to the chief archivist. Jamil will be granted access to all the cold case files. He skips off, his ponytail swishing behind him. You want to follow, but Zoya isn't done with you yet. She has something else to show you. This concerns Benjamin Clandestine. At the far end of the chamber is a vault door. Zoya types in a security code. The vault door hisses open. You're blasted with a powerful scent of pine. As you peer inside, you can't help but gasp. In this humongous room, the size of another warehouse, there is an indoor forest of evergreen trees. Corrugated iron dissolves into a woodland glade of moss and shadows. This is the footwear forest, and it's a magnificent sight. As you stroll through the undergrowth, Zoya explains its origins. The trees were initially grown as part of the Northwest Clogmaking Initiative. But since that time, this place has taken on a life of its own. The specialist mud on the floor is cultivated to take casts of footprints found at crime scenes. The toadstools springing around the roots are harvested for various shoe sprays. The sap of these trees is piped away below the facility. Limited amounts of it can be used to make polish, but it draws away the human life force if touched. More importantly, it stains certain types of leather. In the centre of the forest is the largest tree of all. 
pine cones that look like ballerina pumps hang from its many branches. Suddenly, there's a chill in the air. A light breeze whips through the forest, Zoya tells you it's beginning. She instructs you to don your sunglasses. You put them on just in time. This large central tree begins to glow a brilliant white. It's blindingly bright. Even with your shades, you need to shield your eyes. Zoya tells you that this is one of many unusual occurrences in the footwear forest. The director of the database set up an elite team to investigate the various phenomena. This workforce was called the Woodsmiths. Benjamin Clandestine became a woodsmith. He reassigned from his administration role and donned the yellow wellies of the Woodsmith clan. Since the Woodsmiths are a covert wing of the NWFD, all trace of their existence is expunged. Only central management may remember them. Their former colleagues will have no memory of them. The NWFD has ways of making you forget. Where, then, is Benjamin clandestine? Zoya touches your shoulder in the strange half-light. You realise this is her attempt to comfort you. She doesn't know where Benjamin is. Nobody does. One day, all the woodsmiths vanished. The database can't explain the disappearances. This news is deeply upsetting. But it's also curious. There are a lot of disappearances here. You try to remember all the missing. Hubert Duval, Kitty, the tour guide who showed you around on your initial visit. What was his name? You need to find out what happened to them. You look at the glowing tree once more. The branches are twitching, glitching, as though the fabric of the wood was splitting into pixels. You take a step closer. You shouldn't have done that. There's a snap beneath your feet. You're trampling over the roots of the tree. As you look down, you notice something in the hollow earth below. There's a strange glow. And it's red. Oh no, that colour does something strange to your mind. Zoya doesn't like the look of this. She tells you to retreat. You start stepping back. Balls of red light swim through the cracks in the roots and make their way towards you. The glow from the tree cuts out instantly as though it's scared by what's happening. The fiery orbs are weaving their way through the trees towards you. There's a malevolence about their glow. And they're red, 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 red. Time to get out of here. Zoya leads the way. You hurry through the undergrowth. You're heading to the other exit. The red lights are gaining on you. You burst into a sprint. Hurry. Hurry. Running down the corridor. The shutters ahead of you are closed. You help Zoya throw them open. You squeeze through and try to close the shutters behind you. But the shutters are stuck. The red light is coming. You think you hear laughter? No. You're back in the archive hall. Is there anything that can help you in here? Zoya has an idea. She runs to the cupboard. The temps are here. Today they sort the test shoes by cohesiveness, but there's no time for that now. Zoya barks at the underlings. They need to adopt the first defense formation. 
they know exactly what to do. You have read the risk assessments. They have all been trained for this. The temps run to the corridor, which is now aglow with the approaching red. The temps begin to lie on top of each other, forming a human dam against the oncoming brightness. Temp after temp after temp pile on until there is a large heap of scared subordinates. The corridor is blocked. You hope the wall will hold. You hear sizzling on the far side of the heap. The red lights are burning some of the exposed temps. The workers muffle their cries. The wall holds. After a few moments, you hear the light retreat. The red fades away. The temps stagger free from their formation. Two of them close the shutters once more, whilst the others tend to the weakened. There are a few burns, and three of the temps have fused together. You hear other staff members approaching. Bex arrives and slathers her biscuits on some of the wounded. Her jam has restorative properties. A preserve in many ways. As a medical team wheel the injured away, Zoya takes you to one side. She misjudged the dangers of the forest. She's never seen that red before, have you? You shake your head. More woodsmiths must be assigned. Zoya will message the director about hiring new recruits. Until then, the forest must be off-limits to everyone, including you. Today's visit is brought to an abrupt close. As you walk back to your car, you think about those lights. You still see the red when you close your eyes. What is it about that colour? Why do you fear it so? And how is it connected to Benjamin Clandestine? As you start to drive away, you feel a chill in your feet. You wish you were wearing shoes after all. Goodbye, Northwest Footwear Database. You'll be back soon enough.